redid this. We gotta redo this. We gotta redo this. Dude, oh, no. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's up, podcast world? We are back, the old Fluent Grace duo, Tim and Colin. What do you know? What do you know? We, we're we really struggling with this getting three people lined up to come and record a podcast. So I think it's just the Tim Plus One podcast now. Tim Plus That's not a bad title for a podcast. I think Tim we plus just one. run with it, you know? Yeah. We could do a... Uh, you know how stores do a grand reopening? We're going to do <laughs> yes. a, a grand revitalizing of our podcast. Yeah, completely rebranding, remarketing, yep. re-all those things. Uh-huh. 10 plus 1. Yeah, it's kind of like when you have TV shows that you've got like the main show that does really well, and it does so well that one of the characters have a spinoff show. Yep. That's what this is. Yep. It's our spinoff show. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> 10 plus 1, folks. <laughs> Episode number one. Welcome in. We are glad to have you. <laughs> if you thought you were coming to the Fluent Grace podcast, well, we just changed it in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, tune in next time, and you may get Fluent Grace again. But Probably not at the rate we're going. <laughs> How you been doing, Colin? It's been a while since I have said your name on a podcast. It has been a while, you know. I've had uh, had this school thing going on, and I'm in my last semester, so... That's been huge to hey, about to make that money. Yep, yep. To see the light at the end of the tunnel, to uh, to feel that it is coming to an end, and one day very soon in this calendar year, I will be able to go home in the afternoon and not worry about any papers or homework or stuff like that. And that's a awesome thing to think about. That is, I cannot wait to be able to think about that. <laughs> We were just talking about this before we hit record. Yep. The number of books that I have to read in my mm-hmm. current education. Those so books, I'm right there with you. Yeah, those uh, books are currently staring at both of us. And I'm going to go ahead and paint the picture for our fellow listeners here. It looks like we have about six books. And all of them are stacked on top of each other on Tim's desk here. And... To the normal person's eyes, it looks like they're about a foot high. <laughs> but to Colin's eyes, that stack of books looks 30 feet high. There is no way on God's green earth I could read that many books. You could, like, jump off that stack of books, and it would be considered a high dive into a swimming There's pool. no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. When you tune into Tokyo 2020 here in a couple months... And you see the, you know, the, who's real good at those high dives, like the Japanese Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, You see the Japanese jumping off their little springboards. Well, just imagine my books. Mm -hmm. Because that's about how high they are. I'm pretty sure if you added them up, um, we're probably looking, we're pushing 2,000 pages. Oh, yeah. I was bookage. At least. Yeah. At least. And it would take me 2,000 years to read that many. (laughs) 
So, Colin, right now, off the top of your head, what are the per- what is the percentage of chance that you would ever want to go to seminary? Negative uh, 12%. <laughs> Colin wants to dig a hole the size of those books, and yes. that's how much he cares about jumping yes. into the world of seminary. For, for every book that you have read in seminary, I would dig a 10-foot deep, 10-foot wide hole <laughs> instead of doing that before I read all those books. And you know what? I'm glad we have people like you in this world. Because if we were all reading books on Martin Luther and the theology of the New Testament, we wouldn't have anybody to help us out when we sprain our ankle uh, and, you yep. know, are dying. Come so. to me Come to me with a sprained ankle or a, uh, a broke arm or a knee replacement, and I got you. But if you come to me and ask me to read uh, the theology of the New Testament that looks like it's about 14,000 pages, you will not find <laughs> me reading it to you. You know, I do struggle with this. I'll, all right, here we go. Here is Seminary Confessions by Tim. I'm imagining that we have some, like, real serious music going mm-hmm. on right now. We don't. Like, we don't have any of that, but, you know, just imagine it here for a minute. I got it. Um, you know, reading books is good and all. I enjoy reading books sometimes. Like, when I have to for school, the level of enjoyment goes down considerably. But here's the problem with these 700-page books or 400-page books or whatever. They're taking something that is very small, and they are saying more about that little, you know, four verses of Scripture that I just, I'm like, like I know we need to dig into this, and we need to learn the meaning of these these verses, and we need to know the historical context, and we need to know like every person that has ever read this book and what their, you know, favorite breakfast cereal is. <laughs> but at the same time, like, do we really need to know all that? That's a good question. And so, you know, poor little seminary student Tim over here is reading it dutifully because I have to, but... Not that I did not respect you already because you're one of my best friends and you're a couple years older than me, so... I respect you to the utmost, but now that I see how much uh, you labor through reading, I have the, the the most respect you could have for a person now, uh, if that is Respect possible. or pity? Uh, respect and pity kind of go hand in yeah, hand in those this Those are the situation. same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Synonyms, right? Mm-hmm. Synonyms. <laughs> They're synonyms. Synonyms. So you brought up, uh, brought up a cool topic. Yeah. The Olympics are this year. Hey, they are. 2020. They are. What event do you honestly think you would have a chance of making the olympic usa olympic team of what a fantastic question and this is summer olympics otherwise i would definitely say curling oh yeah if we're in winter olympics i would dominate some curling yeah um summer olympics though here we go so we have some options here we've got gymnastics i'm gonna go with a big negative on that Mm, one no i can do like a pull-up Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, we've got, let's see, we've got uh, basketball. You could be playing alongside with uh, LeBron James and folks like that. You know, I could be on the team. Yeah. Wouldn't okay. contribute a whole lot. Okay. All right. But I could wear the jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, archery, shooting. Uh, I mean, that, I'll be honest, that just seems a little bit boring on the Olympic level. Mm-hmm. Uh, equestrian is the biggest joke of an Olympic sport <laughs> that anybody ever thought of. <laughs> uh, swimming is terrible. I, 
I have no words to describe how bad <laughs> swimming would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be the person that is vomiting in the pool as you're diving in. <laughs> and then they have to clear the pool for the next, like, two weeks because they can't get it all out. So no swimming. Definitely no diving. I no. mean, because that's just stupid. You're jumping yeah. off, like, a thousand-foot board and mm -hmm. face planting into water that feels like concrete. So no swimming. Uh, what do we have left? <laughs> um, golf. That's an Olympic sport. That's an Olympic I'm in. sport. Golf. I think, and I heard. So that was going to be my answer. I heard that some of the golf competition is going to be like a four-man team, where one person drives, the other person does the approach <laughs> like shot. Like the cart. Yeah. The cart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody tees off. Yes. I should say. <laughs> yes. So I think I could probably tee off for uh, an Olympic team. You know. Here's but, the deal. If I was on a team with uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, Bubba Watson, and let's just go – we'll go Justin Thomas since hey, he's an Alabama boy. If I was on that team, I think I could hold my own. Yep. Not that, like, I would contribute anything that either, but, like, my team would do well. You could fake an injury like Tiger does when he's not playing good, and you could be fine. <laughs> yeah, so. for real. So, yeah, golf Golf is uh, – the if they had ultimate uh, – I've heard there have been mm, petitions for ultimate in the Olympics – if we had that, I would give it a fighting chance. That's true. Tim is a legit ultimate player. I am. My, you know, my claim to fame in ultimate. Um, got two. Got two. Shoot. Got two. Number one is I met my wife playing ultimate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She Man. thought she could guard me. Oh, there. Mm -mm. She couldn't. You can't guard this. No, this couldn't. lethal stud of an <clears throat> athlete over here. That's right. I, I consider myself, or in my prime, I was like the Tim Tebow of Ultimate Frisbee the, wannabes. The Tim so, Wilson of Ultimate yeah, Frisbee. Yeah. Uh, so that's claim to fame number one, right? If I'd never played Ultimate, I would still be some you know single dude that just reads theology books. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Martin Luther his whole life. <laughs> so there you go. I would be Martin Luther. Uh, second claim to fame is during one particular game, I actually knocked somebody out. You like knocked him out did. cold, I like did. TKO. Yeah, TKO. Wow. Deontay Wilder, which yeah. is another Olympic sport. So I don't understand boxing because that supposedly you can't compete in the Olympics as a boxer if you are a professional. So only amateurs compete in boxing. You know how terrible that sounds. <laughs> yeah, like let the big boys get out there and just yeah. go at it. I, I'll be honest, I may be able to do well in boxing. And here's the only reason why. Uh, I feel like I'd be quicker than a lot of those guys. I'd just literally run around in circles. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to catch me. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> I'd be uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's coming out here in a uh, yeah. uh, week or so. Yeah. I'd be that guy in the boxing ring. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> There's your Olympic update. We will probably do some more updates in the uh, months to come. For sure. And well, you I, watch the Olympics. Yeah, I'll watch some of it, yeah. you know. I feel like there's like a bajillion swimming events, mm -hmm. and they just show swimming every time I tune in, but I'll, I'll watch some. I'll watch some. Here's the event. All right, here you go. I think that you should have an event, since there's so much swimming, and since everybody's into swimming, wherever you're at in the world, so like we're living in the United States of America, uh, wherever you're at in the world and wherever the Olympics are going to be, you should have to swim to the Olympic site. <laughs> That's pretty good. Whoever averages the best, like, per mile time 
is your Olympic swimming champion. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Go. All right, here's mine. And uh, this might get dangerous, but we'll just go for it. So, you know, sprinting, 400 meters, and the hurdles and stuff like that, very popular. You know, Usain Bolt and all that. I propose a sprint of humans that are over 300 pounds. <laughs> that is the requirement for this 400-meter sprint. You have to weigh in before the event, and you better be over 300 pounds or you can't compete. Says the person, what would you weigh in at right now? Uh, I'm cruising in at about 280. 280. So I'm only 20 so pounds away. You'd have some work to do to yeah, be able to. I would have to. <laughs> Here's how you do that, though. You know, they have the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Oh, yeah, that is. You could incorporate that as well. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to do that. I think I could do it. 12 donuts a mile. 12 more donuts. Yep. I could do it. No doubt. There is no way I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up for a uh, inflatable 5K. Oh, my goodness. But I'll be honest. I thought that it was going to be 3.2 miles of just straight bouncing on inflatables. <laughs> They were like, That sounds almost as bad as the color run. (laughs) They said, no, you're running and the obstacles are inflatables. I was like, well, now I don't want to do it (laughs) because I wanted to bounce on inflatables for 3.2 miles. For real. When is this? I think they said it's in March, like first week of March. March is next month. Yeah, it is. I mean, I can run that fine, but I was really hoping to bounce it for 3.2 miles. A lot of bouncing. It is a lot of bouncing. Lots oh, of uh, bouncing. Start calling you Tigger. Yep. What are we talking the about today, Tim? Tigger. Tigger. Uh, I'll be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> we have nothing to talk about. We have no questions that were submitted in the last you know week or so. You know what that means? What does that mean? Shameless plug for listeners to send us some questions. Bring like, it. Come on with it. Like we need some. Hey, send your wild questions, because Tim's been reading these big books, and I've been out in the real world dealing with a lot of people that have common sense and don't have common sense, so I've learned a lot of common sense from them, so send us those questions. Yeah, I'm tired of reading about the theology of the Reformers. I need just a regular, everyday teenage question from the year 2020. Yep. Come on with it. if Doritos were in the Bible, what flavor would they be? Mm-hmm. Good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about this. You mentioned uh, podcast listeners. Uh, we have broken a milestone in the old year 2020. Ooh. We have over 3,000 listens to the podcast. Wow. Which I feel like is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Until I hear about other podcasts. Yeah. Like what other podcast, Tim? Like a certain podcast that was based in our neck of the woods. Ooh, I think I know where you're going with this. And, and I'm cringing already. And since this is the Fluent Grace podcast, like we can't say bad words on here. No, we can't. So we're going to instead just like use a letter that okay. stands for a bad word. Okay. But the podcast is S-Town. Yes. And somebody told me recently the number of listeners this podcast has. Oh, yeah? And they told me, whether they're right or not, I really don't know, because they literally just told me before we like turned the microphones on. <laughs> Colin Cheryl. Oh, yeah, that was me. My yeah, bad. it was. 80 million listeners. Yeah, that's what I read. 80, 80 million, million. And there's only like 7 billion people in the world. Which is just a few more than 80 million, right? Yeah, I mean, there are people in all continents and countries 
and parts of this amazing world that have listened to S Town based out of a local or based locally in proximity to us. And Which I, on you know, in in one respect that's kind of cool because 80 million people have heard of Alabama. Yeah. Specifically Woodstock, Alabama, which mm-hmm. is like 15 minutes up the road from where we're currently sitting. Mm-hmm. So in one respect, that's kind of cool. On the other respect, they, this podcast really trashes the old Woodstock, Alabama, and all Alabamians. As if Woodstock wasn't already trashed enough, <laughs> this podcast exposes all of the trash in this town. You know what I would say about Woodstock? Hit me with it. It's the Mississippi of Alabama. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I have no clue how we still have any Mississippi listeners. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I didn't think so. But, uh, yeah, this this podcast, I'm actually not finished with it yet, and I'm contemplating actually finishing it because the episodes, I mean, they're kind of long. I mean, they're hour, hour and 10, 15 minutes. And Maybe that's our problem. Ours aren't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Don't you guys want more of 10 plus 1? <laughs> There's no way we could extend this thing much longer. <laughs> All right, Colin, let's now talk about Olympics 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That would be us extending a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, S S Town is um, interesting to say the least. I will not encourage any of my friends to listen to it whatsoever. And I will say... Um, you know, on a on a serious note about the podcast, it really opens your eyes to think about two things for me personally. One is mental health issues are real. There are many people in this world, no matter how happy and just painting a picture of being in a good situation they are, are hurting uh, internally and specifically dealing with mental health issue, issues. So I would like to to point that out. You know, if you are going through any type of uh, depression or thoughts of suicide or anything like that, I mean, there are many, many, many options out there for you. Um, but the first step is you know being vulnerable to getting the help that you need. Uh, us here at Fluent Grace would always be open to uh, helping you out in any way we can. Uh, I know for myself, when I pray in my quiet times in the morning, I always lift up uh, just the people around the world that are dealing with mental health and the different issues that come with it. So that would be number one thing that I took away from listening to the podcast, their podcast. Two is there's just a lot of evil people out there. There's no other way to put it. And what do I mean by that is no matter how much you can Christianize your life, Christianize, I don't even know if that's a word, but I just made it a word. No matter how much worship music you listen to going down the road, how many crosses you hang up in your house, how many um, shirts that say, I love Jesus, you wear, the devil, the adversary is always still going to be out there uh, until... Uh, the final day, he's always going to be out there and on the prowl, on the hunt, whatever you want to say. Um, and he's real, whether you like to admit it or not. So those are the two things I really pulled from from listening to that podcast. And it uh, definitely opened my eyes a little bit more uh, in those areas. Yeah, and I think you've got something there. Um 
I think we need to talk about depression on here. Yeah. Because I think you're dead on in that uh, there's a lot more people that deal with that than we would ever know. Mm-hmm. Right? The people that we interact with on a daily basis who by all appearances things are going just fine and there's nothing wrong and they love life and well the reality is everybody's not like that Mm -hmm. and we are all struggling with certain things internally that we don't feel comfortable with sharing we don't feel comfortable in getting help that is needed Uh, so I think that's something we need to dig into here in the next um Maybe if we can get all three of us in a room, maybe we start this next uh, mm-hmm. next podcast. Um, and obviously, that's not something that we're going to be able to totally unpack in one episode because this is a big topic. It's a weighty topic. It's a um, a lot of times it's a painful topic, mm-hmm. but it's a real topic. And yep. if we are going to communicate the gospel into the everyday stuff of life. For a lot of people, what is more ordinary and everyday than feeling depressed mm-hmm. and you know feeling the weight of internal struggles like that? Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome that you bring it up like that. Um, uh, you know, we we spoke of all my readings earlier. One of the books that I've read is on Martin Luther. Uh, one of the dudes credited with. Uh, or given the most credit for reforming the church back in the olden days, 1500s, you know, back when, well, long time ago. <laughs> uh, and one of the things he struggled with was depression. Like, even in the midst of all his wonderful uh, reforms and all of his searching the scriptures and his leaning on the Lord and all these things, He's still struggling with depression his whole life, which on in the one hand is kind of encouraging, you know, that even somebody who is, right, if we were ranking Christians, if you will, which you don't, I, you know, don't ever do that. That's not a good thing. But if you were, Martin Luther would probably be up in the top, you know, few percent, just in thinking about folks who had a solid relationship with God and knew God, loved God, wanted to please God. But even in the midst of all that, he's still struggling with depression. Mm. So it can happen to any of us uh, at any time. So yeah, let's dig into that Sounds in the good. coming episodes. Sounds good. If you have specific questions about depression, hit us up, fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com. We'll take those and throw them into the content uh, that we look at here in the next couple weeks. So we are going to try very hard if we can get Tyler on board to actually all get in the same room <laughs> <clears throat> and we'll record see something. how that works you know I I, uh, I got a good idea though the dude loves crystals he does you gotta get some crystals in here to sucker him in because there's no doubt if you offered some free crystals I, I think he would be here in a heartbeat Tyler we're throwing this out here right here right now you know he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Over under, how many podcasts has Tyler actually listened to? Maybe three. <laughs> three podcasts. All right, well, Tyler, maybe this is number four. Free crystals, Monday afternoon. What time do you say you're available? 
Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Monday afternoon, four o'clock. Bag of free crystals for Tyler if he'll show up and record with us. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Fluent Grace World, you heard that too. So uh, there's a better chance that you heard it than he did. So we're going to throw this out again. Why don't you flood his Facebook wall with all kinds of nice messages that say, we love you, Tyler, and we're tired of hearing just him and Colin. So Mm -hmm. go back and record because they need help. So there you go. What else we got? We got anything else? That's all I can come up with. I haven't really talked a whole lot about my my New Year's trip. Maybe we will do that in in a coming episode. We took a kind of spur-of-the-moment trip to New York City on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to spend New Year's Eve in New York City at some point in their life. So with that being said, wrap us up, Mr. Colin. Wrap us up. Okay. So what do you mean wrap us up with? I don't know. Just wrap something up. <laughs> Put a bow on it. Put a bow on it. You know. I, I don't have any idea. All right. Well, I'm going to go Guinness World Record. That works. Since I tend to end podcasts with Guinness World Records after we come off of something extremely deep and insightful and got me emotional, I have to give a Guinness World Record about the longest cake ever made or something like that. Yeah. So yep. good good thing this one wasn't too deep today, although I feel like we did get into a little bit we of We dropped content. it down some. Yeah, yeah, you a know. little bit, a little bit. But it was just kind of a teaser drop. Yeah, it was. Next week, be prepared. It was. We're going down in the trenches. Getting in the trenches next week. Sounds good. Well, we just uh, had the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if it was necessarily a Guinness World Record, but it was an NFL record, so therefore it's a Guinness World Record, I guess. I don't know. But the uh, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs was Andy Reid, bigger gentleman uh, like myself, and uh, he had been coaching in the NFL for 21 years. That's the same amount of time I've been alive. Wow. So he started coaching. Such a baby call. Yeah, I know. He Goodness. started coaching in 1998 and a head coach now. He was not. He was an assistant before that. So he's been a head coach for 21 years. And he just won his first Super Bowl. So he is the longest tenured coach to win his first Super Bowl. Shout out, Andy Reid, if you're listening here. We want to give you our personal congratulations. We were proud of you. We were rooting for you. Yep. I don't know if Colin was. I was rooting for you, man. I was rooting for you. Yeah. Win number 222, which is, I don't know, there's something significant there, I'm sure. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Yep. So persistent. I, I will say this. Speaking of Andy Reid, yeah, did you hear his answer to the question about the trophy? I did, and that was brownie points for days, weeks, months, years to come. This is life goals. This is marriage goals. This is just good human being mm-hmm. goals. Yep. So here for, we go. A little yeah. Little uh, reenactment. I'll be the reporter. And you be Andy Reid, okay? I will, I will be Andy Reid okay. as best I can. So this is the morning after the Super Bowl. Mr. Reid, did you uh, sleep with the trophy last night? Did it mean that much to you? Well, uh, Colin, <clears throat> first off, I just want to say, man, I'm so excited about that Super Bowl win. I had such a good time last night. It's been a long time coming. Uh, win number 222, that's a big deal. I don't really know why, but it is. And I enjoyed it. I'm proud of all my boys. Uh, proud of old, old, old Patty over there. Got the MVP. 
brought home the the game ball. Uh, it's just something about seeing all that confetti fly down. And it's got your team colors on it. What was the question again? <laughs> Did you um, happen to sleep with the trophy last the night? The trophy. Did it mean that the much Lombardi to you? trophy? I did not, but you know what I did do? I slept with my trophy wife. Oh, I got you. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, Andy Reid. Hey, we're, we're pretty good at that uh, reenacting thing. We should look into that more. I yeah, that's right. We should. Uh, <laughs> Andy, if you need anybody to you know impersonate you, I'm your guy. <laughs> I am your guy. Uh, so there you go, folks. Andy Reid, solid, solid individual. You have to have a solid relationship with your spouse to be able to say that Yep. on national TV or radio or whatever it was. I have no idea where the interview was, but anyway. No clue. That was a good answer. It's a good answer, sir. Mm-hmm. We applaud you for that. Yes. That being said, we are out. Tune in next week to episode number 34, where we will dig into the old world of uh, depression and how the gospel should impact depression because it says a lot about it and it should impact it greatly. So tune in next week to hear us jump into that. Uh, in the meantime, go hit us up on the social medias, Facebook and Instagram at Fluent Grace Podcast. Email address fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com or Tyler's phone number 205. You get the picture. <laughs> We out. Gooses. Later.